In an unusual event, President Tsai Ing-wen and Taipei Mayor Ke Wenzhou were side-by-side -side at the Taipei Hakka Yiming Festival on Sunday. Previous encounters between the pair had been icy, so their interactions were the focus of the public's attention. Observers say their relationship now seems to be considerably warmer. Sunday was also the traditional Double Ninth Festival and also Retrocession Day. While President Tsai Ing-wen focused on the elderly, wishing them a happy Double Ninth Festival, the opposition came to celebrate a Retrocession Day with a music concert. It's the 2020 Hakka Yimin Festival Grand Ceremony, organized by Taipei City. Taipei Mayor Ke went to President Tsai's car to greet her and help her out of the vehicle. Initially, Mayor Ke tried to walk behind her, but President Tsai deliberately paused so that the two could walk side by side and talk. As they walked, President Tsai also reminded Mayor Ke to wave to the public and media. Their warm interactions were a rare sight. During this pandemic, our prevention efforts were successful and we have extended a helping hand to the world. We have also quickly thrown ourselves into revitalizing the economy. We are able to organize events like this thanks to everyone's unity. The Taipei city government has also made good preparations. Heaven has bestowed upon us the ability to survive the pandemic. Everyone has to respond to courtesy with politeness today because it's the Yiming Festival. As for whether two people's interactions today are even warmer, I think because the weather was hot today, interactions shouldn't be too cold. Sunday was the traditional Chinese Double Ninth Festival. On Facebook, President Tsai wished everyone a happy Double Ninth Festival and posted a cartoon of herself alongside elderly people. Meanwhile, Taipei Mayor Ke gave a speech in Hakka. Bless you all. Happy Double Ninth Festival. I wish everyone good health, peace and happiness. Sunday was also Retrocession Day. The opposition KMT focused on this and held a music concert to mark the 75th anniversary of Taiwan's retrocession from Japan. Each of the political parties decided to focus on a different aspect of the overlapping celebrations. The Centers for Disease Control says the public has received more than 4.09 million flu shots this season. Public uh, willingness to get inoculated has remained high despite report, reports of adverse effects. In Taiwan so far, 51 people have experienced side effects after being given the vaccine, and among them, 12 experienced severe side effects, such as breathing problems. Doctors say mild discomfort after a vaccine is normal, but that prolonged or worsening symptoms should be checked by a physician. It's early in the morning, and at this local activity center, people are waiting in line to get a free flu shot. Among them is this 102-year-old man. Mr. Sung is in good health. He says he is not worried about getting the flu shot amid reports that dozens died in South Korea after getting vaccinated. The CDC says 51 people in Taiwan have experienced adverse reactions after getting vaccinated. 29 people had been administered an adimmune vaccine. Among those, 9 experienced severe side effects. 12 had been administered vaccines by Sanofi. Among those, 1 experienced severe effects. 
TTY Biofarms vaccines have caused adverse reactions on 10 people. In total, 12 people experienced severe effects. I'm a bit afraid, but I'm going to get it. You can't not get vaccinated. I'm a little worried, but in these things, not getting vaccinated might be more dangerous. Everyone's bodies are different. It's not absolute. One case that has garnered public attention is that of a patient who experienced acute myocarditis and had to be hospitalized for a week after being administered a Sanofi vaccine. In South Korea, four of the 48 people that died after being inoculated had been given vaccines from this company. One of our residents said in the morning they didn't want to get vaccinated in case of side effects. The CDC has said that the vaccines used in Taiwan come from a different batch of Sanofi vaccines and were not the same vaccines as the ones used in South Korea. In Taiwan, the mild side effects experienced by 39 patients included headache, rash, inflammation and fever. Severe side effects included cellulitis and breathing problems. Blue vaccines don't usually directly cause myocarditis. It could be that this patient recently had a cold, and so that's what gave rise to the myocarditis. Abroad, there have been some deaths reported in some countries, but autopsies have found that the cause may have been cardiac disease. Physicians say it is normal to experience mild discomfort one or two days after getting vaccinated. If symptoms persist or worsen, people are advised to see a doctor. Well, brides around the world hope to look beautiful on their special day, and it's completely natural. But beauty rituals come and go, and with the passage of time, different styles of bridal wear come into fashion. Today in our special uh, Sunday report, we look back at two very different bridal customs of yesteryear. One is face threading, a method brides use to ensure a radiant complexion. The other is the making and wearing of exquisite thread-wrapped uh, flowers that convey joy. These distinct folk traditions are no longer in vogue, but they do live on today in different forms. In his free time after work, 40-year-old Ling Junling heads to the pool hall to practice his skills. He is a die-hard billiards fan, and at his last job, he was assistant manager of a pool hall. He loved the job, but it didn't last. Due to a decline in the billiards industry, Lin was left at 30 years old with no choice but to find a new profession. Your eyes do not deceive you. Upon leaving the billiard scene that year, Lin fell headfirst into the beauty industry. One end of the thread is held in his mouth. The other end is formed into the shape of scissors by his two hands. The strings are tightened and loosened with quick and nimble movements. On the client's face, the string rhythmically opens and closes in a flicking motion. Physical act of face threading can pull hairs out of the skin. When you remove fine hairs from the body, the skin will temporarily appear to be smoother and wider. The bar is low for aspiring face threaders. The materials are easily acquired, so many women use the skill to supplement their household income. Sixty-year-old Xu Meilan is one of those women. Together with her nearly 90-year-old mother Xu Zhumei, 
She set up a tent under a bridge in Taipei's Shilin district. They've been plying their trade there for 21 years. At the site, seven or eight tents are arranged in a row. When business is good, the sight of all the face threaders at work is a spectacle. For the most part, face threaders are middle-aged people who have lost their jobs. The working hours are long and you must be outside every day. But face threading is harder than it looks. Skillfully working an entire face takes half an hour on average. It's especially tricky under the eyes, where the skin is fine and the bones curved. To control their strength, face threaders must keep their elbows and shoulders stretched taut. Doing this for many years usually leads to shoulder and back pain, among other conditions. At the start, it was a bit difficult. I didn't earn very much and it was exhausting. This work pays on a per-client basis. When you do more, your income goes up. Today, this traditional beauty technique must contend with modern skincare products and medical treatment. But even though the competition is stiff, face threading retains a loyal following. Technology is always advancing. This is a reality. But after 20, 30 years, the question I asked myself was, why hasn't it become obsolete? It must have its merits. In Taiwan, face threading first grew popular in rural towns and villages. There is a saying that face threading brings good luck. Just before getting married, many women would pamper themselves with a threading session. for brides in the olden days, another wedding tradition was wearing a twine flower ornament. Red represents joy. The flower evokes joyfulness. It's not vulgar at all. When it is worn, it creates an air of elegance. It is very delicate. On the day of the wedding, the bride, her mother, mother-in-law, and female relatives would all adorn themselves with a spring flower. The shape and size of the flower would differ based on the status of the wearer, but all of them connoted joy. Thread as fine as a strand of hair is wrapped around a sliver of paper to create these colorful ornaments. Twined flowers are made entirely by hand. Tight wrapping gives the paper a look and feel that resembles embroidery. More than 20 years ago, Chen Huimei was a leather worker. Through a chance opportunity, Chen met the artist Xie Chen Aiyu, who was 90 at the time. Chen was drawn to Xie Chen's twined flowers and asked for lessons in the craft. You're working on twined flowers, you don't notice the time pass. There's a type of happiness and you just enjoy the moment. Chen took her earnings from leather crafting and invested all of it into mastering the art of twined flowers. After her efforts began to yield results, Chen started her own flower workshop. 
it was a difficult business as she encountered competition from low-cost, mass-produced spring flowers. You may have heard people say that artists sleep on the floor. That's the practical reality of it. But look at it from another level and the view is different. Your work becomes about taking this important art, this traditional culture, and preserving it for posterity. Using her leather-working income, she built a business on spring flowers. To keep that business going, she had to pave new paths forward. She scaled up her flower ornaments, transforming them into opulent art installations. She's also adapted the craft to make fine jewelry so that twine flowers could shine on a new stage. Her art has been recognized as one of Taiwan's intangible cultural assets. In 2017, President Tsai Ing-wen went on a state visit to Central and South America. She brought along Chen's spring flowers and presented them to the first ladies of Taiwan's official allies. These flowers are purely ornamental, but they make fitting state gifts as they reflect the exquisite beauty of Taiwanese culture. It's a sort of everyday art. That's what best represents a country. I feel it is a country style. Take this everyday art and show it to people overseas and they'll think, wow, this country is so refined. To keep the tradition going, established artists have to train new ones. Audiences have to not only appreciate the art, but be moved to make it themselves. In March 2020, Chen and a group of rising embroidery artists represented Taiwan and Munich, Germany, at an international exhibition. They were among highly skilled artists from 30 countries who joined the prestigious event. This is the world's largest arts and crafts exhibition. This year, booths are assigned by country. The significance of that is great. Shining bright on the international stage can encourage more youth to fall in love with this craft. It's not easy being an artisan. One thread at a time. When your daughter is getting married, you wrap the thread so carefully, one loop at a time. That's the love of a mother born out on thread. This art reflects the love that Taiwanese have for the next generation. Every season brings with it a new collection of bridal fashion. But for these artisans, nothing can mean as much as the little red flower, the labor of love that's a gift from Taiwan's past. <laughs>